welcome to the Living the Healthy Life podcast, where we bring you the latest on health and wellness from the experts here at Lee Health. Discover what's happening at Lee Health and take away tips and inspiration to reach your ideal state of health. Hello and welcome. My name is Brian Hubbard. I am the manager for marketing and brand management here at Lee Health. Today's podcast episode is going to be a good one. We're going to talk today about something we all love, something we can't live without. Uh, it's something we all want to know more about, something that fuels us, and honestly, often confounds us, or I should say, maybe often confounds me. I'm talking about food and nutrition. So joining me today is Kat Galios. She's community outreach dietitian at Lee Health, primarily out of Coconut Point. This is a big topic, as you might imagine, but we're going to try to hit the high points today and see if there are some essential takeaways for our community members when it comes to diet, cooking, general food knowledge, basically anything we need to know. So hello, Kat, and welcome. Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. No problem. Uh, okay, so let's dive right in. First of all, for everyone listening out there, what exactly is an outreach dietitian and what does that entail? That is a great question. Um, as the community outreach dietitian for Lee Health, um, I am responsible for educating and navigating the community through evidence-based nutrition uh, classes. So we either bring the community to us um, or we go out to the community. So it really depends on the needs. And uh, we also have different types of classes. So we do classes on uh, cardiovascular disease and nutrition. Okay. Um, we do classes on breeding labels. We also can do a lot of fun classes like pasta making classes, bread making classes, wine and chocolate classes. Um, now you're talking, now you're talking my language. This sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So um, it just depends on the needs of the community, the type of um, season it is right. and really what, What's going on? So it might be a little different, like say when, when we're in high season, tourism, things like that, you might have separate classes or more involved classes when there's more tourists here or how to have snowbirds, I, should, I guess I should say. How does that kind of work? Uh, well, it really depends. So, you know, if, if we are in a certain month where they're celebrating, let's say it's National Eye Health Month or National you know, Heart Month or Breast Cancer Month, We'll focus our education um, around breast cancer and nutrition, eye health and nutrition, um, and then bring, really just bring out the, the classes with, with those types of topics. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so we want to pause here momentarily because we always like to, I always like to do this with our guests. It's always helpful, I think, to make personal connections with not only the people, you know, patients or community members, whoever it may be. We always want to know a little bit more about our guests and where you come from and why you do what you do. Uh, so where did this passion for nutrition and food come from? And how long have you been in the field? And how did you sort of arrive here and start your journey here at the Health? So I have been practicing as a dietitian for 20 years. 20 years. I know. I look young. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys can't see her, but I will attest that is true. Um, and I have always had a passion for nutrition and food. Growing up in a Greek household, my mom was, the, you know, a crazy Greek cook, you know, constantly right. making food. Everything we ate was from scratch. And we also wow. grew up going to Greece every summer. So I got to experience the farm life and kind of see how food is um, brought from farm to table, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, so Lee Health really gave me the 
a great opportunity to mesh the culinary and the nutrition um, sides of, you know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm guessing that there has been a lot of need in the community for that. Well, there's a need in that for any community, I imagine. But I'm assuming once, once you got here, you saw that there was a lot of need, maybe a lot of questions being asked. What, what kind of things are, are you hearing from community members that they're interested in? The community members that we deal with are very educated and also just very experienced in life. So yeah. we get some crazy questions. And um, <laughs> also, we got to make sure that we're on top of our game because um, if we do make a statement about nutrition or food, yeah. um, we will get challenged and they want to know, you know, what research article we, we found that in. So um, our community asks us questions from, you know, what's trendy um, to the history of food all the way to how to chop an onion. So we get all different types of things. Oh, wow. So you, you even <laughs> so you can not only is there a real benefit nutrition wise, but they may be asking you just basic cooking tips. And yes. Like that. Yes. I did not know that. Interesting. Okay. Um, so one of the most visible things you do, <clears throat> excuse me, is the teaching kitchen. For those of you who don't know, the Healthy Life Center at Coconut Point has a beautiful teaching kitchen facility. Honestly, if you haven't been there, you got to check it out. Community members can go to learn how to cook healthier meals. Uh, it's a full kitchen inside. And Kat, correct me if I'm wrong, right? It's a full kitchen. Yes. There are monitors up when you walk in. There's like monitors so that you, that people in the back when they're sitting can see close up what you're doing. There's comfortable seating. And during those classes, Kat, basically, you make you have like a demonstration. You will put on a demonstration and show how to make a healthy meal, another thing like that. Am I describing all that correctly? Yes. So far, so good. Okay. Uh, so the big, the big kink in all that has been because of COVID. Yes. COVID has changed the way we do everything. Right. Uh, the in-person visits have changed uh, over the past year. Uh, but you're still posting a lot of videos. We've really taken advantage of the virtual aspect of this. Uh, you can find a lot of these videos on the Healthy Life Center Facebook page. So tell me a little bit about the Teaching Kitchen classes, more specifics on that, the goal behind them, and basically how these virtual classes are going. All right. So let me first tell you about the Teaching Kitchen classes. So we offer... Um, let me give you an example. So we have cardiac uh, rehab okay. that's going on at Lee Health Coconut Point. So anyone that's had any type of cardiac event that's doing the utilizing the cardiac rehab gym, um, they are eligible to come take our cooking classes. Um, so we have like a five week cooking class uh, and it goes all the way from how to cook something, um, how to cut something and also the nutrition aspects of heart healthy eating so we cover the culinary and the nutrition uh, part of things so we do small group classes um, where we it's hands-on everyone gets a cutting board everyone gets a knife <laughs> and then everyone gets to eat at the end so okay. those are our small group classes about eight to twelve people and then we have larger group classes which we can take up to 34 people and that's when i will do a cooking demo with all of our tvs on um, and then afterwards, everyone will get to taste the sample of whatever we end up making. That's good. So you know, the heart health, you mentioned heart health. So let me expand on that a little bit. Uh, so basically, they're, they're going to learn how to, whatever their condition, they're going to learn how to create something that's good for their condition. So what would, or beneficial, would help them? What would a good heart healthy meal uh, be exactly? 
I guess one word. If you were gonna, if you were to demonstrate a heart healthy meal for someone, what would you want them to know? What would you want them to learn from the class? So we definitely focus a lot on plants. Uh, plants are huge, are huge in just healing your body overall. But right. one of my favorite weeks of the week, it's a, of the five week cooking class, is week four. We cook a, um, a salmon in the oven, and uh, we also have a side of green beans roasted Asian style. And then we also make a seasoned quinoa. And then we also finish it off with our vegan chocolate, dark chocolate truffle. So uh, a heart healthy meal, obviously veggie heavy. You also want to make sure you're getting um, the good fats, the omega threes, which is in the salmon. Mm -hmm. And um, just making sure that your plate is as colorful as it can be. I've heard that a lot, and that yeah. still that still stands. That is a good good thing to remember. Okay, so many people, and I'm speaking from my own personal experience here, they get intimidated by cooking. Maybe uh, they don't know what to buy, they don't know what to make, they don't know how to make it, and maybe the big thing is there's not enough time, or they think there's not enough time, and they don't know really what works for them. So, can you uh, tell us a little bit about when you're working with community members one on one, or in that group setting with a lot of people? Um, what would you sort of advise to people who would come to you with the kind of complaints that I have? Well, when someone has a challenge cooking, you, you always want to dig down deep and ask why. Some people say, well, I have a challenge cooking because I'm only cooking for one. Right. Or some people have a challenge cooking because they never learned how to do it. And that's where we would tell them, utilize your resources. So Lee Health Coconut Point Teaching Kitchen is a really great resource for beginners. Uh, we do beginning or beginners cooking classes mm -hmm. where we go over basic knife skills um, and people really leave that class feeling very empowered. It's really cool. Yeah. And they're excited that they can just make a very you know easy dish that's uh, nutritionally balanced. Um, and then we also have advanced classes for anyone that's looking to make, you know, let's say uh, a sourdough bread, you know, Ooh. bread making to the next level or pasta making with delicious sauces. We do more advanced classes. So I think it's just being able to utilize the resources that you have around you. And at the Healthy Life Center, we really try to give people the tools and show them how to use the tools and then also empower them so that they can make good decisions. And it's like, the, the, so when you're describing it, I can feel and, and hear that it's probably a lot of fun. So people might not expect that. When you actually get them, the, the trick is to actually get them in the door. Once you have them, you're going to demonstrate how fun it is. And probably that it doesn't take as much, it doesn't take as much time and effort as they may, might think. Am I right about that? Oh, absolutely. Some people are very visual, so they really just, once... Being visual is great. Uh, getting that visual and hands-on together is is uh, something that really helps people get over that hump. And when you're doing it with other people, I imagine, then there's oh, a lot so of give and, give and take, and it becomes an event. Yeah. A lot more fun than maybe trying to do it in your own kitchen when you're just by yourself and it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. Doing it with a group of people is you become like a family, and you get to you know, learn people's quirks and, right. you know, by the end of the five week cooking class, everyone was just kind of, it was a big family. So it's really fun. That's good. So on that note, the, the uh, digital or virtual, I should say, classes, 
obviously when you're not in the same room, uh, when you're sort of over Zoom or WebEx or whatever virtual platform it is. Tell me how those classes go and how that affects sort of the way you might teach or the way that they might respond to what you're teaching. So we have been virtual for about a year now, a little over a year, and it is very different. So I guess if you want to picture it one way, you can picture the food network, but scale that down maybe to a more simple version of that. So I have my laptop with a camera. I have it propped up on a little pot and um, we do the cooking classes in the kitchen. And instead of teaching to a classroom of 35, I'm teaching to a computer of one, but we can have up to uh, 60, 70, 80 people on our classes at times. Wow. Um, So the great thing about being able to do things virtually is that we were kind of able to reach more people in different locations instead of just, you know, one location at Coconut Point. you're probably reaching people all over the all over the country. I would assume if there's mm-hmm. people that go back to where you know their winter home or whatever it may be, or summer, <laughs> whichever it is, they can log in from California. They can log in from Europe, whatever whatever it might be. Yeah, and actually, my my father was in Greece last year, and he was logging on in from uh, Greece. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, and so there's been no issues really. You know, people the, the logging in. You know, sometimes you speak about being intimidated by food. Some people might be intimidated by the uh, the actual use of the computer with something like that. Uh, but from what I understand, it's pretty easy for people to log in. You send them a link. How, how does that work when they want to sign up? Yeah, so they call, uh, they'll either call us or sign up online. So one of two ways. And um, we do our classes through a virtual platform called WebEx. And what we do is we send them an invitation within 24 hours of the class and all they, usually need to do is just click on the link and then they get into the class and if they have any problems honestly we are kind of like a support team they can just call us we can get them in and you'd be surprised how many people are very efficient at figuring things out now after going through the virtual world for a year COVID has forced us to be more comfortable with that stuff so that's good and i know our community is very knowledgeable uh, about those things and eager to learn so that's good uh, and that sounds really fun. And it's still probably sound. If you've got that many people, there's probably still a good, you know, you're speaking and instructing, but there's probably some good back and forth still. You're still getting like a normal amount of questions and things from the people who are taking part. Yeah. So the thing when you do a virtual class, what I have found is you need to be very engaging. So you need to ask the people questions, have them think, um, because if you're just doing a cooking demo and then a lecture, for an hour yeah. and they're just staring at the computer, they're gonna get sleepy or tired. So keeping them engaged um, is key and they also do engage back when you engage with them. Oh, I bet, yeah, that's good, that's good. Um, so, and I'm guessing now, you, you know, the virtual thing wasn't just something we did because of COVID. It was a thing that we did because that's where the need is. People are more comfortable with that. We're sort of coming out of COVID at the time that we record this on June 18th, thereabouts. Um, but obviously, there's still a lot of restrictions in place. The virtual thing now, it's going to be a regular thing going forward. You guys are going to maximize that. How does How is that? You're going to still do in-person things eventually. How does that, how do you see that playing out? 
Well, we're going to start bringing people back um, to the Healthy Life Center Teaching Kitchen starting in July. Okay. But it's going to be very small group. So we'll only have eight people allowed. Okay. And any food's going to have to be taken to go. Gotcha. Um, but we will continue to do virtual. I don't think our virtual classes will honestly ever go away now that we are all equipped to, to have them. Right. But, you know, we all miss doing in-person stuff. It, it is a little different. It, it, yeah. it, I've been into the office here and there, and it, it's certainly a different uh, set of stimulations. You know, it can be fun. It can be not fun. It just depends. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun to get our, our, um, our regulars back yeah. into the building. That's good. So to switch topics just slightly, one of the things that I had written down uh, in the notes was, uh, in fact, just yesterday I was reading something about fad diets. And I know you're the person to ask for this. Uh, so one of the things we see a lot on social media, which is where I saw it, is fad diets. A lot of, um, you know, quote unquote experts telling us that this diet is good and that diet will help, you know, Atkins, Keto, Paleo, South Beach, Whatever, I know there's many more than that probably that are trendier than I'm thinking, not thinking of. So what is your take on, because I know this is an interesting, a, a thing that a lot of people ask us about. What is your take on sort of the fad diet craze? I know it's been going on for a while. What is your view on that as a trained professional? And what would you say to somebody who's asking you about fad diets? So... Okay, Brian, that, that's, yes. a good, that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's a, a good question. Okay. So... The, for me, the basis of a fad diet is not necessarily wrong, right? Okay. But a fad diet is exactly what it is. It's trendy. It's a fad diet. Usually short-term fixes don't last a long time. They're just not sustainable. Right. So we have to look at a fad diet for what it is and understand that it's probably not going to be sustainable long-term. And once we stop that, whatever goal we're going towards, whether it's weight loss or something else, we'll probably end up regaining back that weight. So I don't hate fad diets. I think a lot of people need them. Mm -hmm. um, at least mentally they need them for like a jump start. But we, we have to start thinking about things more long-term or just complete lifestyle change. So like right now we are doing a 20-day whole food challenge at work. And the one thing that I emphasize about that class is that it's not a diet. You, we have to think about food and anything like that as a lifestyle change. Otherwise, we're probably going to fail at it. That is Did that answer your that, question? That is a, honestly, that is a, seriously a great point because I just wrote a note here to myself. The word diet itself can be intimidating. Right. People are going to go on a diet. Yeah, even just saying that right now, I'm getting stressed. <laughs> but if you talk about it more, so maybe the fad diets themselves, like you said, they're not bad. They get people maybe to think different. They get people to say, well, maybe I need to cut this out or add this. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. But you would then recommend that they need to talk to a dietitian or they can even go to their primary care doctor to, you know, to sort of get an idea of where to go next. Rather than thinking of it as a diet, you're talking about a full lifestyle change. Which again shouldn't be that intimidating. What would you kind of say as a lifestyle type change you would uh, advise to sort of encompass all that together? Does that make sense? Lifestyle change in terms <laughs> right. of uh, behavior, uh, exercise. Like if someone comes to you and says, "I, you know, we really need to do 
sort of a lifestyle change from the bottom up? What, what kind of, what is their next move, I guess? Uh, well, um, come to the Healthy Life Center would be, yes. would, is what I would tell them. For lifestyle, and that's what we do at the Healthy Life Center, we focus on that wellness wheel. So my part of the wellness wheel is nutrition. Um, but we also, we have our yoga instructor that focuses on yoga and breathing. Um, and everything that we do or try to incorporate in our life right now, we have to just think of everything uh, as, is it sustainable? And if it's not sustainable, then what are we really doing it for? Um, so, and then also, you know, we have different physicians come in to, to talk about sleep. So we really try to get nutrition, meditation, sleep, you know, just. Everything works together. Yeah. Everything works together. Uh, so it's not just food. They've got to examine. And again, I'm speaking, when I say they, I mean me. <laughs> we, 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 I have to examine your stress levels. Are you sleeping enough? Uh, taking some mindfulness, taking a, a moment to your, yourself during the day. All of those things are part of the lifestyle change. And obviously, food and nutrition being something that, like I said at the beginning, everyone's uh, obsessed with or has to have to live. That all It's all a part of the, the whole mission that you guys are trying to do. So that's a good transition to stress eating. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so when you said stress, I, again, I underline that. So that's a big part of the wellness wheel, stress management. A lot of people... Uh, stress eat, especially during COVID. I know that there was lots in the news. Here's the COVID, the COVID-19 is actually the 19 pounds you put on during COVID, that kind of thing. Uh, someone like me who might be very interested uh, in, in carb loading, uh, pasta, cookies, donuts. Those have been my three. Cake too. Don't forget cake. Those have been good uh, throughout this whole thing. It does make you feel better in the short term. In sure. the short term. Sure. That's the key. Uh, in the long term, I have felt the effects of, you know, being lethargic, that kind of thing, not sleeping as well. So what do you advise, basically, for, for someone who likes to stress eat with those things? Uh, what, you know, what is that? And besides that, what is the most prevalent issue you're seeing out of this whole COVID thing? Is it stress eating? Is it just stress in general? And how does that affect the way people are sort of eating and, and cooking, too? Stress eating is a real thing. Yeah. Um, and actually, we just I just did a presentation on um, food and mood, right? Okay. Because it works in both directions. Whatever yes. mood you're in will affect the food you're eating, and then the food you're eating will eventually affect your mood. Yeah. So um, for in terms of stress eating, the number one thing I tell people is to remove the temptation. Okay. So if you are working from home, and you have a pack of Oreos or donuts in your pantry or on your counter. You're yeah. seeing right into my house at this point. Yeah, just remove it. So removing the temptation is number one. Another thing I all, I really always tell people is really um, what's going on. Like mm -hmm. check yourself. Are you hungry or, or not? <laughs> right. And then that's where you would make sure that you're staying hydrated is also very important. Yeah. Are you hungry or are you just bored? Bored. Exactly. And don't, and if you're bored, then don't be bored. Exactly. So that's where you really have to check in with yourself. Um, but removing the temptation is the key. So get rid of those donuts. <laughs> I got to go, go home and throw a bunch of stuff away. 
Uh, no, that's good to know. So, uh, and again, and I've heard this over and over, it's not about being mean to yourself or, or like punishing yourself or having something. Right. You know, if you eat something, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm such an idiot. You know, you don't want to get down on yourself. No. It's okay to make a mistake, if you want to call it that. It's okay to have a treat. It's okay to treat yourself. But you just have to, again, to be mindful of how much you're doing and what that ultimately does to your body. Like six hours later, when you feel like crap, you realize that you you did this thing. Yeah, you should never feel bad about eating something. I think that's kind of the worst mentality to have. Unfortunately, a lot of people do have that type of mentality. Right. Um, they're they're really we shouldn't look at food as bad or good. We have to, um, you know, food is food. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's there there is a lot of unhealthy food out there, but that's the food that we a lot of us tend to go to when we are stress eating. If you're going to be eating something or stress eating, then I actually forgot what we were talking about, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have written it no, down. No, it's okay. I, I don't really. We were just sort of free forming. We're just sort oh, of improvising. Well. What would you, you know, stress eating? No, oh, I was asking you. Don't feel bad. You don't oh, have to no, feel bad. No, no. And then another thing, you know, feeling bad. Try to surround yourself with nutrient dense foods. Okay. Okay. So foods that you're going to get the most bang for your buck. So you want foods that are going to be nourishing to your body. I usually don't eat something. If it's if it's not going to provide nourishment to my body, I probably won't eat it. So that when I say sense. nourishment, I mean, is it, gonna, is it a good source of protein? Am I getting some vitamin C with that fiber? So I always look at food that as if it's not nourishing, then why are we really eating it? So that's I, that's where I would ask you. Now I know you do this in your in the classes and things at the, at the Healthy Life Center. One of the things is you probably will help people when they go shopping. You don't go with them, but I mean, you help people maybe understand more about how to read labels, what to look for when they're actually shopping. So what would well, first of all, Kat, what do you buy when you go shopping, and what would you advise people to look for? Because I go to the grocery store, especially now, way too often. So what would you kind of advise people to look for? So what what we're actually teaching now in our 20-day whole food challenge class, we want people to eat whole foods. If you're eating a packaged food, my little saying is more than five, not alive. So if it's got more than five ingredients, you should probably oh, wow. okay. look at it again. If it's got any type of ingredient that you're not really sure what it is, which is probably a preservative or some type of additive, you probably want to put that down. Um, but we just stress whole foods okay. as much as possible. And if you're going to buy something packaged, more than five, not alive. I like that. Everybody <laughs> remember that. I'm going to write that one down myself. Uh, no, that's good. So, you know, this has been this has been great. We're coming up on a half an hour. It's been a great chat. I guess, cat again, I want to thank you for being here. It's, like I said, this is something that's so on everyone's mind, every, every single, you know, uh, every moment of the day, that's probably a bit much to say, but a lot during the day, what is the most important thing that you want to sort of leave the community with? You know, what's sort of your, forgive the cheesiness of this question, but what's, what's sort of your vision for what you want to accomplish at Lee Health, what you hope Lee Health is sort of doing for the community? What, what do you want the community most to know about you or the Healthy Life Center or any of those things? I think that the most important thing for the community community to know is um, 
there is something for everyone out there. And the beautiful thing that Lee Health is doing, especially in their wellness sector, is that they're teaching people how to be healthy. Okay, we're not just treating people that are sick. We're teaching people how to be healthy and stay healthy. And we're giving them the tools to do so, which is huge. Um, so there's something for everyone. If anyone needs help finding a program that's right for them, we are also there to help them do that. That's perfect. Now I can, I can feel that when you talk about that, it's, it's a passionate thing. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, people, they, 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 we need help. We need, you know, guidance, Lee health and, and your, what you're doing with wellness. We're trying to keep people out of the hospital. We want people to be healthy and to have a healthy lifestyle, their entire life and to learn those healthy habits. That's, that's sort of the, the initiative that, uh, I wouldn't say just Lee health, but everybody, every health system is really trying to do. Because that's, we want a healthy community because that's just a good thing yeah. to want. And another thing is it's never too late. So some that's people think one. because they're older, right? they think that they've lived their life, the damage is done, but it's never <laughs> too late to, uh, to change and make new habits. That's a good point to end on. It's never too late to change and make good habits. And Kat will help you do that. So thank you, Kat, for being thank here. Thank you really for having me. It. As a reminder to our listeners, I want to be sure that you know that Kat has a ton of cooking demonstration videos uh, in various places. If you'd like to know more, you can watch her do her thing. You can find her on the Healthy Life Center Facebook page, as well as occasionally on the Lee Health Facebook page. And Kat, I forget, are you uh, or the Healthy Life Center on Instagram at this time? We are. The teach We have um, the Teaching Kitchen Excellent. is on Instagram as well. So any of those places, whichever social media channel you like, we go uh, go search for uh, Teaching Kitchen, go search for Kat Galios's name, uh, G-A-L. Oh, I'm sorry, G-A-L-E-O-S, Kat Galios, <laughs> or look for Lee Health Teaching <laughs> Kitchen on any of those things. You can also find the videos on Lee Health's YouTube or Vimeo pages. Uh, again, just do a search for those things, or you can go to leehealth.org and find more. If you're interested in signing up for any one of Kat's virtual events, please visit leehealth.org events. The cool thing about that, it's all set up. You can filter your search by topic. Uh, you can find out when the next ones are. And as Kat said, it's very easy to sign up. Just go in there and click for more information. You'll get a phone number and we'll walk you through how it works. Also, please feel free to reach out to Lee Health Coconut Point directly. That's 239-468-0050, 239-468-0050 for info on virtual classes and in-person opportunities at our health groups. Once again, we thank our guest, Kat Galios. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. We'll hope to have you back again soon. We hope everyone out there will tune back in for upcoming episodes where we will interview experts around Lee Health so you can learn more about what we do and how we strive every day to our mission to the community to provide the best care close to home. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.